Faith, Hope and Love, episode 354, the first Sunday of Lent, Year C. As Lent begins, the Church enters a period of spiritual renewal, leading to Easter. So Lent is a type of retreat. We journey inward to places of solitude and silence, so that we can rediscover God's utter love for us and for all. Can we let our Lord, who lived in the wilderness for 40 days and who was assailed by temptations that would later resurface in other ways during his ministry, and knowing that he faced suffering and eventually the cross, but he was taking the path of love and forgiveness. Can we let Jesus lead us on this journey as we face so many different aspects of spiritual wilderness in our lives and allow his spirit to fill us up with all the virtues that simply crowd out any sins. Virtues like love, faith and hope, and also patience, goodness, chastity, temperance, diligence, kindness and humility. Jesus is ably suited to leading and guiding us through this and every other experience of wilderness. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Untie my lips 
on me, I will answer him, I will deliver him and give him glory, I will grant him length of days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Love and joy be with you all as we gather together on this first Sunday of Lent. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is full of love and mercy. And so as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. You are Son of God and the Son of Mary. Christ, have mercy. You are Word made flesh, the splendour of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray that we will grow in understanding. Grant, Almighty God, through the yearly observances of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ, and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my father. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labour on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, 
have given me. And Moses continued, You shall set it down before the Lord your God, and bow down before the Lord your God. The Word of the Lord Be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. Those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High and abide in the shadow of the Almighty say to the Lord, my refuge, my stronghold, my God in whom I trust. Upon you no evil shall fall, nor plague approach where you dwell. For you he has commanded his angels to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up upon their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. On the lion and the viper you will tread, and trample the young lion and the dragon. You set your love on me, so I will save you, protect you, for you know my name. When you call, I shall answer, I am with you. I will save you in distress and give you glory. Be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, what does Scripture say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Word of the Lord. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. No one lives on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke.
Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God, and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. The message by St. Paul in the second reading is really beautiful, especially where he says, God's word is very near to you. It's so close, it's on your lips, it's in your heart. And it's important that God's word resides equally in both places, the heart and the lips not only on our lips, but truly making its home in our hearts, in the very centre of who we are, completely filling our hearts with its life-giving message. In the Gospel, the Word of God is clearly in our Lord's heart and in his mind and soul, and of course, his very being is the Word of God. It's also on his lips. By contrast, the tempter, the devil, as it says in the Gospel today, also knows the Word of God, and can quote it easily. It's on his lips, but it is most certainly not in his heart. The devil doesn't live the word of God, doesn't love the word of God, but is just quoting it for his own purposes. It seems like this gospel that surely inspired the great poet and playwright William Shakespeare to write, the devil can cite scripture for his purpose. An evil soul producing holy witness is like a villain with a smiling cheek. A goodly apple, rotten at the heart. Oh, what a goodly outside falsehood has. So true. As we listen to the gospel, it's very interesting. The devil in that passage tries three times to tempt Jesus, and our Lord bats these temptations away like a good cricketer, straight to the boundary. The first time Jesus' reply is, It is written in Scripture. Second time he says, It is written in Scripture. The devil gets a bit clever and the third time he says, ah, but scripture also says that God will send his angels to lift up your feet lest you dash your foot against a stone. So the devil's changed his tactics so that he's using the scriptures to try and convince and that doesn't work at all with Christ either. He doesn't give it any ambit. Taking our cues from the gospel, 
Christ does not enter into long dialogues with the temptation or with the adversary. He swiftly and efficiently dismisses the wiles of the temptation and doesn't dwell on them, like that expert cricketer who swiftly dispatches a fast delivery without delay, straight to the boundary. No messing around. The evil one is the father of lies, so why would anyone spend any time listening or debating with error and hatred? Christ doesn't want us to engage in dialogues with temptation. He wants us to dismiss it and move forward with him. Temptation may keep on talking at us, but if we're not giving it a hearing, it will go off and find some more appreciative audience, who hopefully will send him packing then too. Sadly, in this world, there's any number of people around who might like the company of the kind of flattery and sweet nothings that we witness being tried, quite unsuccessfully, to be given to Christ in today's Gospel. And so whether this Lent is about doing the extra things we do, or what we give up, let's do it with the deliberate intention of not permitting those conversations with temptation to go very far in our lives. It's a bit like someone who's walking around the bushland looking for fire risks. If there's things around, things lying around, that could be fuel for a disaster, you clean it up. So if there is fuel for values inconsistent with the good news of Jesus that happen to be lying around in our daily routines or attitudes, we should judiciously remove it swiftly. And if idle time itself is the match that most often gets struck, when we fall into temptation, let's strive to fill those spaces with good works, prayer, and healthier conversations. Better than increasing our willpower, which is a great trap we can fall into in Lent, we can build up our inner immunity by allowing God, and it is God's action in us, we allow it and God fills us up with it. He fills us with everything positive, to the point where we're so full of the good things of God's virtue and grace that the bad and harmful things simply have no room to take hold inside. Lent is not primarily about what we're doing. It's more importantly about what God is doing and how we can cooperate with God's activity in our lives and in our hearts. After Jesus is baptised, we're told he's led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where he experiences our human temptations. Temptations like to preempt the Heavenly Father's place in our lives. He feels the allure of being self serving, of gaining worldly power over others, of controlling or dominating things around him. Well, at least that's the worldly understanding of the word. But he does not fall for it. He's not going to be enthralled by it. Our Lord displays true greatness by being attentive to his Heavenly Father's word in Scripture confessing his faith that the Father has first and foremost place in his life, without any reservation. Temptation leads to losing our sense of priorities and putting God down the list of our priorities with all sorts of excuses, but they're all hollow. Although Jesus is God the Son, he's also fully human, and he was truly tempted just as we are. And because he knows what temptation is like and overcame it, he can empathise and help us in our temptations. And yes, we too can overcome temptation through reordering our life, our priorities and our heart. It's good at this time of Lenten reflection to ask ourselves in prayer, do I remember to offer God the first fruits of my efforts? Do I nurture the virtue of gratitude 
in my heart daily. Our Lord rejects Satan's temptations for immediate gratification and power and safety. How am I going in regard to these temptations in my own life? What help do I need and can find in the traditional practices of Lent that will help in those areas? Namely prayer, which includes taking time out, space, silence, stillness. Then there's fasting and practical help to the needy. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Led into the desert, Jesus fasted for forty days and nights. So let us turn to God in our prayer. that the Church may continue to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. We pray to the Lord that employers may respect the dignity and rights of employees. We pray to the Lord that those children who are the victims of abuse may be rescued by caring adults. We pray to the Lord that members of our community may reflect in their private lives the faith they profess. We pray to the Lord that those who have died may enter into the eternal kingdom of God especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. Compassionate God, be merciful, for we have sinned. May our prayers be favourable in your sight. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. 
fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Give us the right dispositions, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings, for with them we celebrate the beginning of this venerable and sacred time. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By abstaining forty long days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance. And by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, he taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many 
for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistants, Ken and Tim, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Renewed now with heavenly bread, by which faith is nourished, hope increased, and charity strengthened, we pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, the true and living bread, and strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone, and I hope that this Lenten time is a real time of renewal and joy as we get closer and closer to the heart of God. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May bountiful blessings, O Lord, we pray, come down upon your people, that hope may grow in tribulation, virtue be strengthened in temptation, and eternal redemption be assured. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended.
Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly and arranged with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.